0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL and this is this is a special one. We're doing a little bonus episode, a little extra. I, I kind of called it. This should be really more like a drop it like it's hot because if you haven't heard the news already, Johnny Ive is leaving Apple. He's going to be heading his own independent design company. He will also be working with Apple, I guess as a consultant, but they'll they'll still have some crossover. We'll see how deep that is, but I say, you know what? We needed to talk about it. I brought in a guest for the show. But before we do that, let's jump into some business. I want to hear from you about what you think about this move, what it means for Apple's future. Applebitsshow at gmail.com. Use your voice memo app. Tell me your name, where you're from. Let's talk about what you think about this move. Johnny Ive, no longer at Apple. That's the end of an era. Also, thank you to the sponsors of the show, that's you at patreon.com slash Tong, starting at $2 per month. All of my content completely independent. Also, the biggest benefits, you get early access to all my content. I have exclusive content on there and completely ad-free. You don't have to hear anything ad-related at all. I make a special version for you. So let's get to more of that later in the show. I'm not going to hold this back anymore. We're going to jump right into it. Here is my talk with Joe about johnny ive leaving apple all right we had to bring someone who knows this stuff kind of intimately like i do we worked at the apple store back in the day together we are like kind of cut from the same cloth of being those hardcore apple guys back in the day buddy here joe chaplinsky he's been on the show before always has some great insights especially from a developer perspective joe thanks for coming on man
1: yeah happy to be here again love it
0: and you know what? Uh, people might not know. I mean, I hit up Joe last minute. He's like, "Let's do the show," and I'm super appreciative of it. I took him out of his air-conditioned cafe over in the East Coast, <laughs> so he's has he's kind of semi-melting right now, guys. Yep, yep. You're all yep here here, here for now. <laughs> so, Joe, can you um kind of just give people a little four one one on what you do, so they kind of have an idea context of you know some some of your expertise and you know what what you do.
1: Yeah, I'm an independent developer and designer. Uh, I've been working on Apple stuff for quite a long time. As you said, I worked for the Apple Store back in the day oh, in Palo Alto man. with you. Uh, we had a lot of fun back in those days. Uh, but since then, yeah, when the iPhone came out and all that stuff, I I started uh, you know getting into development and and design. And uh, I went indie a while back, and I haven't looked back. So I build apps for other people and design stuff, and then I build some uh, of my own stuff as well.
0: Which is amazing, awesome, just to see you've been able to do this, and you know, and you also help other people kind of learn the ropes of being an indie developer as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a podcast called Release Notes uh, where we talk about the business of running an independent shop of uh, you know software, uh, and we've been doing that for a long time. We have a conference that goes along with it that's going to be in Mexico this year in October. So looking forward to that.
0: Woo! See, I, I needed you to—you weren't going to plug your stuff enough. I'm like, I need to give you that little nudge. Like, come on, baby. <laughs> the plug is okay. So, you know, we got all the plugs in, Joe. Look, this is big news for a lot of people. Obviously, the news that Johnny Ive leaving Apple after 27 years, almost 30 years there. Obviously, the end of an era with Apple and his right hand man was Steve Jobs, you know, kind of the definitive one 2 punch. So I kind of want to start this off when you heard the news. What was your first kind of reaction when you heard about it?
1: Um, I have been expecting this for a while. I actually wrote a piece back in 2015, <laughs> uh, basically called Johnny's Long Goodbye. Wow. Uh, and it, it was basically uh, when he was uh, promoted up into uh, whatever the – Chief officer, uh, was it, of Chief design? O- yeah exactly when he got a c-level position uh there was this big article that came out like it was really uh, it was right around the apple t- apple watch time period i remember and uh i know that they were they started to praise the vice presidents of design and i thought okay uh they're trying they're trying to prep us for something mm. here you know and they talked a lot about how johnny was like moving on to uh you know getting to apple design you know the, uh, the park and uh, the other types of architectural things he was doing and that he had more of a kind of a supervisory role like looking over the whole thing and it's not that you know a lot of people are saying oh he checked out years ago it's not that he didn't that he checked out, it's just that he took on a much more kind of 30,000 foot view of Apple rather than getting into the nitty gritty of every single version of every iPhone and every other product that's come out, you know, and that's, there's like, you can only do that stuff for so long man. right? The, like, the guy's like a multimillionaire, why, why would he need to stay, <laughs> you know, he doesn't need the money, uh, and, and how much more interesting can the iPhone 10.5 or whatever is going to be calling this next time be? <laughs> Uh, So I figured, you know, at some point I thought it would be a couple of years and it it, it turned out to be four more years that he hung in there. So, uh, you know, it's obviously shocking news from a like if you weren't thinking about that and you didn't think, you know, I mean, you you just want him to be there forever. Right. I mean, he is (laughs) we identify Apple and all that iconic design from the iMac all the way down. Uh, you know, with him. And so it's kind of hard to imagine Apple without him. But at the same time, I mean, what what good is Apple if they can't move on? You know, if they can't get past the current people, you know, the Apple's, you know, hopefully is going to last a lot longer than anybody who's currently at the company, right?
0: Yeah. You know what? I, th- I think you bring up the, just the name Johnny Ive almost, I think, because look, now these days, I feel like the Apple you know, user base is kind of divided into two camps. There are the people that Clearly, you and I were kind of there during the heyday, during the prime Steve Jobs days. And so Johnny Ive, to me, is kind of a reminder of of how good it really used to be, right? When it was, I mean, it, we're talking about hit after hit after hit. And yes, yep. the industry has changed. And that's really kind of created this emotional attachment and connection and the love for these devices. But I think now you have this other side of the coin of Apple users who... You know, they know who Johnny Ive was. They saw him in some of the videos. Johnny Ive hasn't actually, his face hasn't been in a product video in a long, long time, which which is kind of a good indicator of what you're saying, right? He's kind of taking that over-the-top view. His voice would still be involved because, yeah, he served as, he wasn't as hands-on, but he's still hands-on enough. But I think there's a generation that, you know, Johnny Ive may not, doesn't resonate with them. Like, let's say a 20-something kid versus you and I who have really been there when he and SJ kind of brought Apple back to life.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like for our us old schoolers, it's it's an emotional day, right? right no, right? no question. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's not like the the power of when I remember when Steve passed away. I mean, that was a whole oh, other – I man. mean I literally was just bummed for a week. Yeah. Uh, but but Johnny leaving, it's sort of like it's bittersweet in some ways for me though, as a designer, as someone who's followed this man and and really appreciates the his abilities and what he's been able to do. I mean, he's transformed industries. He is—he's right up there with Dieter Rams, and like you know, he's—he's totally. he's going to be in that pantheon of the great designers who've ever lived. And I'm kind of excited to see what he does next. I mean, honestly, he's starting a, a new firm, and he's—he's he's going to be able to make other stuff. I mean, maybe he'll make cars or chairs or who knows what. You know, uh, you know, I'd love to see what he you know explores next, uh, and, and I'll be very curious to see that. Uh, and, and evidently, he's still going to be working with Apple on some projects. You know, they'll be hiring him to do, or his new firm to do things i don't know how serious they are about that yeah
0: that's i thought that was kind of like a little pr spin like hey we're still a client we're still friends you know i think that he will they maybe they'll advise him once in a while but there's for everyone that's thinking oh it's still going to be just as good or maybe the relationship is going to be the same it's to me it's just not possible why would you quote unquote be married and then all of a sudden just leave to be like, Oh, I want to date openly now. It, it's gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> that's that's how I feel. Like it, it's different, right? It's gonna be different, and people shouldn't hope that it's gonna be seen. And quite honestly, because he has taken a you know, a fur, he's been more of at distance than he used to be, you know, maybe it will feel the same. Because I kind of jokingly, you know, in, in a video that's coming out soon, I jokingly said, You know what, maybe maybe now that I really know he wasn't as hands-on over the past two, three years, I shouldn't blame him for the Apple battery case, and I shouldn't blame him for the notch, <laughs> the things that maybe bothered me at the time. Maybe I just go like, you know what? Okay, I-, I won't put that on him, because I do feel, I-, I, don't- I don't outright say this, but I guess in a way, it does feel like Apple's design still has a Johnny Ive aesthetic, but then there were some d- choices that you're like that doesn't feel like what apple used to do
1: right and no definitely i I definitely sense that and there's definitely been more involvement from other people uh and so yeah i don't know but i don't know if that's sort of conflict or if you will, if there was a conflict there, if, if that, if Johnny stepping away from that will uh, allow someone else at Apple to kind of take the reins of this, I don't know. I mean, the way they've set up the structure now with, uh, you know, with, with the, their, the designers are now reporting to the COO. I mean, it's, it's a little odd. Um, and who knows if that's a temporary thing, but, uh, you know, it is, it's a, sing, a signal that, you know, Tim Cook is, a, is an operations kind of guy, right. And so he's never, uh, wanted to be the guy who decides, you know, what color this should be or you know, what size, You know, that's just not his gig. Uh, you know, but I don't know. I mean, you're right. There's definitely plenty of evidence in the last couple of years that things got out into the products world that you know, that were released by Apple that didn't feel quite like they were, you know, 100% what Johnny would have wanted. But we don't know that. I mean, exactly. honestly, it's impossible to know. Uh, but you know, that's what I mean. Like maybe, maybe this will be an opportunity for a new designer at Apple to kind of, you know, start asserting herself or himself. And, and really get in there and, and, you know, change things up a little bit. Maybe that's what Apple needs is a shakeup. Uh, I mean, they've been kind of, you know, uh, building the same products for a while. And this is what I mean. Like when you're, you have the money of Johnny Ive, you've got the reputation of Johnny Ive. You're never going to top the iPhone, you know, as a, as a yep. thing in a, you know, that's going to be the first line of his obituary, no matter what he does <laughs> at this point so at this point, like, why would he need to stay beyond the love for the company? And the fact that he stayed this long is actually, you know, a testament to the fact that he loved what he was doing. Uh, but, you know, I can't see a guy who's that creative and that innovative and that like with, with that kind of resources that just doesn't want to go crazy and start designing something completely different. You know, why wouldn't he want to do that? Uh, yep. So I could never begrudge him that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really hard. I mean, from... from I'm a little excited in a way to see what Apple comes up with. It'll be a few years probably before we really see totally the impact, totally uh, because, you know, and, and that could be part of the whole, you know, uh, your, my first client's going to be Apple. It could be that the, he's midway through the next big, you know, eyeglasses or whatever product. And, you know, he's just going to keep consulting on that. Um, but you imagine whatever he's touched, I mean, it's going to be still around for a couple more years, just as like after Steve passed away, that we still had some things in there. You know, the Apple watch was kind of the first post Steve product. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to expect from Apple, but I, I don't want to lump myself, even though I'm a, an old school kind of guy. I, I don't like to get nostalgic and I don't like to immediately assume that Apple's going to tank because of this. I, I don't. I think this is something that uh, they can easily recover from. And I think the way they did it was basically to, to avoid a massive stock you know drop. I, mean, <laughs> I think the stock only dropped a dollar or something after this, which was great. It was a sign that they did it correctly. Yeah. Uh, you know, they kind of got us ready and used to the idea that Johnny wasn't going to be around forever. Uh, and, uh, you know, they handled that transition better than they did with Jobs. You know, I, I know that was a big problem mm-hmm, for many mm-hmm. years. Uh, you know, he hadn't named a, su- a successor. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they could have handled it better, and I don't know what's in store for the future. But, you know, this is a company that I've been following for years. I'm going to just keep following them and see what happens.
0: Yeah, you know, and also, you know, kind of go back on several of the things that you kind of brought up. I, I totally agree with you about, could you know when you think about the design from the iPhone 6 to the 6s to the 7 to the 8? When you look at those phones side by side, there really wasn't much that changed. And from a designer, you know, part of it is as technology and innovation in general has kind of slowed down, they, they can only be given new, if a new tech kind of helps guide them to be like, hey, we need a new design philosophy here. That's where you see some of those new, maybe risky or challenging ideas put into play. But because the phone basically stayed, arguably, almost this, the same ish from a six to an eight, with there they we got to see it what once a year. They're looking at this thing every day. You're right. not you can't you can't <laughs> tell me that team was just like poking their eyeballs out at some point in time. You know, over the last three years, the reports uh, from Bloomberg and others said six members had left which yeah. was about the same amount as the entire previous kind of regime from the time that I started. And so, you know, and you do need fresh blood. This is a new generation of Apple. This we always and companies have to evolve. We've seen how even as Apple has redefined themselves, fine. Now we're, we're in the truly to me now, truly the post SJ era, when no longer do you have his right hand man who was with him. They're both completely, you know, offsite now, not with the company. So it does open up some opportunities for maybe we will see something fresh and exciting. Maybe it's a little edgier. Who knows? But I think it gives them an opportunity and hopefully an opportunity to play around with that and just embrace this transition instead of be like, okay, we just got to play it safe. I I would like to see something. Maybe these glasses look like something we never would have expected Apple to put out. You know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that that there's going to be some, yeah, that new blood infusion will be a, a positive thing because uh, it, it's going to be also easy and also annoying to read the Twitter headlines if Apple's True. next product isn't like super brainchild awesome. Uh, but uh, you know, the people like they get passionate, and the, you know, they just uh, they get. S- that's silly, in my opinion, after a while, you know, it's like the company's still doing fine. We're not, this is not doom and gloom by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, like I said, I appreciate what the guy's done and I, I totally appreciate, it. like you said, like h- how exciting could the iPhone 10 be? I mean, even the 10, which was Dude, a big leap compared to saying. the previous ones for a guy that's, that did, you know, it's never going to be as, as big a thrill as that first iPhone oh, was, no you know, way, and, no way. and and I'm sure the Apple watch was a thrill for him in many ways And you know, those kinds of days that only come along once every, you know, when you're with one company, they're only going to come along. Every five to ten years, totally. so you know, I mean, it's, if he's working as a client, uh, you know, a consultant, which I'd love to know his rate, by the way, I'm dying to know how much it would cost <laughs> to get him to like, you know, make me a pair of headphones or something. Um, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, uh, this way, he, he could work with different clients every year and be putting out, you know, groundbreaking stuff on a regular basis if he wanted to. Like, he could probably fund his own stuff if he wanted to.
0: I, uh, he, yeah, I swear there was like a report ran like from years ago that it said like one of the things he wanted to do was make like a coffee cup. Or like, I don't, I, I, you know, I have to look it up, but it was one of those kind of obscure things. Like he's like, someone had asked him if you could design anything that's not an Apple product, what would it be? And I swear it was something like a coffee mug or something.
1: Yeah. And it was
0: like, and you know, and I was like, and that was interesting to me because I was like, you know what, this guy definitely just has been under the guise of just phone, 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 like he needs to breathe and yeah. designers are creators, right? You, you've got to express that in different ways. And it, it had to be taxing on him. I, I, I do, I, he, they did report that he was really tired. He, he told the New Yorker that he was just really, really tired after the Apple watch. And, you know, we don't know the specifics of what kind of drained him after that, but it, it seemed like if you kind of go back and rewind time, that was that inflection point where he's like, okay, I need to take a step away right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, there might be a slight bit of disappointment. I mean, again, well, this is real speculation. Oh, now yeah, we're getting this, is, out this is what we're doing. Uh, but, uh, but you know, it, it, there might be a slight disappointment. I could, you can kind of feel how when the Apple watch came out, we had a solid gold one that was 10 grand. That was Johnny. Right. And now, <laughs> now the Apple watch is a $200 aluminum toy. Right. So, and it's, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love my watch. I still get the stainless steel one because I, you know, I got to have the nicer one. Uh, and it's, it's fitness stuff. I mean, I've seen your videos where you're doing all kinds of, you know, great stuff out in the park and running with them and, you know, and, and the AirPods and all that stuff, the fitness stuff or Apple is where, where Tim's passion is, yeah. uh, you know, Apple is heading pretty strongly into that health direction. Yeah. And uh, for Johnny though, that probably just wasn't his passion. That wasn't mm-hmm. where he saw the watch going. So maybe there's a little bit of like, well, that's kind of not what I wanted. <laughs>
0: you yeah, know? No, that's a good. That's a really no. I totally yeah, yes, it is speculation. That's that's a great point. Uh, also, also kind of talking about you know jumping around to design philosophies. I think what was interesting about once Johnny moved on, you kind of had you had some people kind of in a weird way. I don't understand this, but maybe it is just our internet culture and we have to break down everything. People kind of coming at Johnny in negative ways for his design choice. And I'm like, okay, do better, whatever. But I think one thing that people brought up that was an interesting point was that, was it his, and this is speculation as well. Was it his obsession with thinness or SJ's obsession with thinness that it kind of took away some of the function and became all about form for the phone?
1: Yeah. I mean, you never know. And that's the thing you're not in the room, then you really don't know where those pressures are coming from. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I still, I still, you know, I've, I've said for years, like if Apple hadn't been so obsessed with thin in their laptops, we wouldn't have a watch right now. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. they had to get to that miniaturization technology. They have to get lightness and battery life and all those things have to come into play to get to the glasses whatever computer is going to be sitting inside yeah. the glasses frame. Uh, so you know th- that that obsession makes little sense perhaps in in a, in certain form factors but if you look at it overall at what yeah. they're trying to accomplish long term, you know, I I think it's been an overall good thing for the company. I mean if you I mean I have my old Wall Street powerbook that I had back when you know when we were working oh, at the Apple be- store.
0: Those are beautiful. Uh,
1: They're beautiful, but that thing weighs. You know, I could I could (laughs) chill a puma with one of those
0: things. You know, like are you going puma hunting lately? I mean, (laughs) let me know. I'll 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 bring my MacBook Air and it's like cheese slicing edges with you. You know.
1: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like if if someone weren't trying to make these things thinner, <laughs> then, then we, we know we know what Windows laptops did. Yeah, you know, they still had VGA <laughs> ports until Apple finally <laughs> moved on with USB. And then great point. Uh, you know, and it's the same thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, USB C. I wish it still had a USB A port." like, "Why? Because if you if you keep that USB A port around, every peripheral manufacturer is not going to move on. Uh, you know, they're going to keep giving you USB A cables in the box, and and then we'll never have a new standard." Uh, so that's, I've always loved that Apple was willing to push those boundaries. I hope they continue that. And Johnny to me was, was the king of that. He was the kind of like, well, I don't care <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what, what the old technology was. Here's the new thing. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have no buttons. We're going to have no ports. We're going to have no, you know, um, <laughs> And I, I think that was one area where he really agreed with Steve Jobs, and and I, I think in a good way that it's like limits. He wants the purity. I mean, coffee cup makes perfect sense. That sounds like a Johnny Ive thing because that's something that can be a single object, right? That serves a purpose for millions and millions of people on a daily basis. That's all he wants to do is to make make something simple in your life, something that you do with deal with daily a little better, right? Yeah, uh, you yeah, know. And, yep. You know, I, I mean, I don't know if if I'm this guy, I'm thinking like, what's my retrospective look like in the museum, in, you know, in this SF moment when when I'm gone, you know, is it going to be a, just a bunch of Apple computers and that's it? Or are there going to be chairs and there are going to be buildings and there are going to be other kinds of things that I've left, the, uh, the you know, my mark on the world. And I, I think he's in that kind of legacy shopping yeah. mode, probably. He's still a relatively young guy, I guess. Uh, but, you know, he's a little younger than yeah, you know, he's definitely younger than Tim Cook, I think. Um, but still, I, I I don't know. I, I, I just think you know, I, I, I think it's, it's not surprising and it's not something that's, uh, Apple can't handle. It's just, it's just kind of a little sad for those of us who, who spent so much time with, you know, just following this guy over the years. Now, have you ever had a chance to meet Johnny? I've never actually met him.
0: I've only, I've only, I've only said hi to him once at the San Francisco, um, the union square store. He happened to be there, but he, he deliberately like looks you off and does, he doesn't want to talk to people. He right. He's very aloof quite honestly, but it was just one of things where i was right next to him i just said you know i this is what i typically do with people that are like these crazy great minds that clearly you're just annoying the hell out of them just by saying <laughs> hi it's just like you know hey john i just want to say thank you for your work like i've been able to get joy from that you know that's all you got to say yeah. yeah and and but it was very like oh thank you thank you yeah Thank yeah. you. you know, so, okay, cool, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's the thing. I, I hate meeting people that I admire because I always feel like an idiot every time. It never fails. So I always say something that I wish I hadn't said. Uh, <laughs> so like, for me, I don't how's have any the weather? Chances. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to get in line to wait for autographs or any of that stuff because yeah. I just like I'm. No matter what it is, I'd rather they don't know who I am. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> so uh, you,
1: it's yeah, yeah it, it, it's like
0: a, it it is weird. So wait, but you had did you ever see them at any store openings back in the day? Can no, you know, I don't you know, ever, I don't think you ever came to Palo Alto.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever saw him. There was plenty of executives that would come in on a, on a fairly regular basis and I met quite a few of them including Steve a few yeah, times. Yeah, Steve
0: uh, would come in a bunch.
1: Yeah, well, I've, I I yeah, I've I've got my stories that I use, uh, you know, wherever out late drinking some night I can tell you my three or four Steve <laughs> job stories. Uh they're always a hit. Um <laughs> great stuff. I mean, honestly, my interactions with him were actually quite great. Um, But yeah, uh, I've met a a number of people over the years, but uh, never Johnny. For some reason, I just, I've never been in the same room with him, to be honest. I I guess I was in a a keynote one or two, but like, you know, all the way across the room from wherever he was sitting. All right. This is a
0: moment to acknowledge the sponsor of this show and my content, all of you who support me at patreon.com/slash Brian Tong for all my independent work. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Now, for those of you that are listening, if I've given you any value over time and my content is worth it to you, it starts at $2 a month. Also, if I'm worth like a cup of coffee, $5 a month, we go up to $10, $25, dollars There's different bonuses and benefits at different levels. I'm working on creating more additional exclusive content. You get early access to all of the shows. You also get get an ad-free show. You will never hear this in the middle of your show ever again when you support me on Patreon. And it also helps me continue to do this. I'm still looking to reach my goals. I'm not there yet, but I love what I'm doing and I'm really just so grateful for your help. So check it out, patreon.com slash Brian Tong, starting at $2 a month. You know what I did want to talk about and touch on a few points about Also, um, just because it's fun to talk about this stuff, kind of the Johnny Ive and SJ, um, kind of that, that chemistry that they had between them that really drove Apple. And there's a story... That I remember, and I had to pull it up because I'm like, I swear this is what it was. And I tell people a lot, but it was kind of kind of fun to f- call back and look at the details. So I'm just just entertain me, and I'm just gonna kind of read a couple things about this. This is a story um, on Smithsonian.com, and it has to do specifically with the iMac G4. That was mm-hmm. kind of the iLamp slash Pixar Lamp looking um, iMac with the with the neck, with the yep. swivable neck and the screen. And so they at the time, this article talks about that they were really trying to. Um, crack this nut because flat screens had become more readily available. The iMac at the time was still kind of the gumdrop shape, like we need to separate this. And so Jobs went, according to this uh, story, they say Jobs went home early that day to mold the problem. Then Ive came over. They wandered into the garden with Jobs's wife. Lorraine had planted a profusion of sunflowers. Steve and Johnny were riffing on their design problem. And then they said, What if the screen was separated from the base? like a sunflower. He got excited and started sketching. I've liked the designs to suggest this narrative and he realized the sunflower shape would convey the flat screen was so fluid and responsive that it could reach for the sun. And when I re- yeah. when I think of that that's like how many when we talk about how Apple changed consumer electronics and design and inspiration, you know, people now these days kids don't realize pcs used to be this ugly beige off color right really like ugly. really ugly <laughs> like semi doodoo like 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 <laughs> it's just you know a grayish beige and you know it reminds us of the past but everyone was doing that and you know could you, even just the decision of thinking like hey let's make white computers right like, that was you know just to the idea of like let's flip this around and make a white computer now you know you see white the, apple's color kind of almost it's changed over time but the whole idea of a white gadget white earphones white Mm -hmm. white iBooks that that was an Apple thing and so you you hear a story like this and it just reminds you just how out of the box they thought and how they really understood each other and got each other and were able to create some of these designs that were just were honestly amazing
1: yeah I I I remember that that iMac fondly I mean to me that was one of those one of those products that came out that was just stunning and dazzling when it first came out. And I remember when they first came to the store and I, you were able to like yes. with one finger, move that, you could move that frame of, the, of that screen anywhere you wanted to go and adjust it. And it would just stay where you wanted to go. I, you know, when the, when the, uh, the Mac pro came out this year and everyone was making fun of the $1,000 stand, which, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but <laughs> as soon as I looked at that stand, I'm like, oh my God, it's the iMac stand. Yes. Again. Like it, they're basically using that same dual, uh, however, the, the, the tension and the balance of that works, I mean, to get that kind of thing right is so hard to do. People yep. don't realize it's not a couple of pieces of metal on a hinge, right? <laughs> you have to yeah. you have to get the weight exactly right and then you have to be able to manufacture a million of them in yeah. you know and that, that, all that stuff that goes into that is so complex and so interesting and so dazzling. And yeah, that computer was just out yep. of this world. It was just what, and they had to make a whole different motherboard. You know, yeah, you know, it was a it circular a, motherboard. Yeah, this round base. Yep. Uh, and you know, and everyone's just like, "Oh, why would you do this?" Well, because this is what Apple does, right? And, yep. uh, and I I agree that partnership, the two of them together, were they they were better together than uh, either one of them was ever on their own. Uh, and, you know, after after jobs is gone, I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. Johnny came up with the watch and the watch is amazing. Don't get me wrong. It's my favorite Apple mm-hmm. gadget right now. Yep. Uh, but it's just there's there was something magical about their collaboration and their willingness to to do something as goofy and crazy as that. Yep. yep. Uh, um, yeah, it's a perfect story. Yeah. To 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 exemplify their partnership.
0: So um, I was kind of reading some of these, you know, the Bloomberg article by Mark Gurman also is kind of detailing the past and how I've had stepped away in some of the transition. But, you know, one of the things that you talked about as we we obviously I you and I are kind of think always more in towards like the optimist way. We're like, hey, you know what? I hope this new blood can bring something to the table. This article, though, kind of brought up an interesting point about maybe there being some concern at the Apple mothership. Because um, I'll kind of read a little excerpt about it and paraphrase at the same time. It does say that some people familiar with Apple and his sources were already worried about this new design leadership. Now that Ive is officially leaving, longtime studio manager Evans Hankey will run the hardware design group. They said Hanke is a great team leader, but he doesn't have actually a design brain. So. Apple now lacks a true design brain on its exec team, which they're concerned about because you think about this, Apple, one of the things that, for better or for worse, Tim Cook was an operations guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you can, like you talked about, the watch is kind of in his passion, this whole like, you know, fitness track, right? Like, let's do that. So that's his baby. Jeff Williams now is going to be the man that both, you know, IO software and hardware report to, but he's also an operations guy. And I... And this article points it out not to say they're in trouble because I don't think that's the case. But when you now have two operation guys kind of running the charge, I wonder how that affects – do they say, hey, design guys, because we're not the experts, let's really go wild now? They haven't before under Tim Cook's regime. Does this tighten or kind of restrict that? I don't know. But at the same time, I don't – I can't see Jeff Williams or Tim Cook saying, hey – Look at this sunflower field. Let's make a computer look like that. (laughs) You know, like it's not in Tim's DNA. Now, this is I'm not. This is this is not. You know, me trying to take him down, but it's just not who he is. And Apple has made more money than they ever had at any other time. But that's more of an operations thing. And so, where if that I you know who who now even when SJ is gone, we had at least okay fifty percent of that that dynamic duo now we have none of that dynamic duo and we have two people that are operations based at the top it does maybe go like damn like okay well we'll see what happens but that that could be a concern
1: yeah my my understanding is that williams is trying to get more into the design side of things and that's sort of becoming more of a passion with him particularly uh, when as it as it regards the watch uh because he's been running the health thing for quite a while and i i do think that that's where apple in general is heading like more and more towards health type technologies Mm -hmm. um but I, I totally see your points. There was there was the thing that made Apple different from any other tech company from day one, really. And, and then it became you know a long term and long standing thing. It's not that design was everything. It's not that the designer got to you know. It's not that Johnny Ive won the day always. Yeah, you know, there's those yeah. famous famous stories where, uh, you know, he would he would get into arguments and he'd lose. You know, I was like, okay, well, I want this thing, well, that cost too much, or that couldn't be done. We couldn't make a million of them. You know, there's definitely some compromises that had to be made. But Apple was the only company where the designer was in the room for those finalized decisions. Exactly. You know, yeah, like the, the designer was always right there, you know, and first with Steve and then, you know, he was always hiring frog design and other companies to bring in uh, those kinds of great ideas, but like they always had design as one of their top core values. And when your structure of your company, when your, your hierarchy and your org chart no longer reflects that, right? I mean, it's clear now that the designers, you know, are, are reporting to operations. Uh, that just, that does leave a kind of odd feeling like, okay, what does that mean exactly? Does this mean that we're prepping Williams to become more of a design type of person? Does it mean that we're holding a spot to eventually bring up a senior VP of design? Uh, are they afraid that whoever jumps in that position who, who becomes the COO or, you know, chief design officer, yeah. uh, are they afraid that that person is going to be under so much scrutiny immediately that they, maybe they just want to wait to elevate one of the two. I mean, I don't know any, I don't know a whole lot about, uh, Evan's I don't know what she's yeah. done. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's a problem with a design team is that they're very secretive and very quiet about it. They yeah. don't they don't get into the spotlight. Um, so I, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't want to make any of those judgments, but it does. I I have to admit, optically, if you're looking very closely with a magnifying glass, it does feel a little bit like this is a shift in priority for design. And that if that is true, then I do think that's a problem. Um, but it might be just a visual thing. It might just look that way, and if it's not really, um, that's what I'm hoping anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they the whole idea of this apple aesthetic that has been kind of almost become its own phrase or vernacular in the tech world the apple aesthetic like their team has been you know trained and around it for so long that those fundamentals are are in all of their brains i just to me it's they're not going to screw anything up royally right it's not like we're going to see like the ugliest apple products we've ever seen (laughs) i I should hold my breath because the battery case is high up there for me it's so horrible, dude. It's horrible. And everyone, and, and people are like, hey, it feels better in hand. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It looks like crap. Like, like every other battery case company made a better looking battery case than Apple. Like, how is that possible, right? So, you know, so they can't, whatever. That's not a major uh, a major product. So I don't think they can really screw that up. But, you know, yeah. Everyone wants to see the next big thing, and the next great thing. It'll really come down to like, what do these glasses look like? And, you know, how does that, those design sensibilities kind of merge with everything? But to your point, Johnny Ive is probably the guy that has been leading that charge anyways already, but now he's just kind of stepping away and going to start doing some other stuff.
1: Yeah, I would. I would think at this point the glasses are well enough along totally. that they're going to have Johnny's fingerprints all over them. And maybe, and again, this might be part of the reason why uh, you know he's still being held on as a quote unquote client. Uh, you know, Apple will be a client of his because I think he might need to see them through the finish line on that. Yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see what Apple does with glasses because that feels like another thing that Johnny I would be good at because totally. He, uh, you know, he tried it with the watch, and then okay, maybe you missed the mark a little bit with a you know twenty thousand dollar gold one. But <laughs> the idea was like to make tech wearable, it has to be it fashionable. It has to be yeah. something that people don't find ugly. And to me, eyeglasses are one of the most personal things. Uh, you know, you can't just make one pair of glasses that shaped a certain way, especially not like Google did with, you know, where it makes you look like, a, you know, hundred <laughs> <A 100%, Borg. laughs> Yeah, a Borg. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm imagining glasses that pretty much look like my glasses, but like, but you yeah, have a computer in them, right? Yeah. Uh, or they and there's got to be dozens and dozens of different types of designs and styles. Otherwise, they, they're never going to work. You're never going to get people to wear them every day if they're not. You know, and so I, I could see these are sort the of kind of product that you don't just go and buy in a store, you basically order them and get you know, like somebody's there's a topology. There's a couple other companies that are doing this now where they'll they'll custom fit mm. glasses to your face, basically. And yeah, yeah. Uh, get your lenses made with prescription and everything else. Like I imagine there'll be a version for people who don't need glasses, there'll be a version with no prescription. But then, you know, if you have a prescription, they'll do that for you. Like it, it's gotta be that much of an attention to detail and fashion thing. And if they're gonna get into a wearable market that way. Uh, I you know what I mean i don't I don't know to me, that's a kind of thing that they really need, you know, someone on that level of of Johnny Oz, you know, with his ingenuity. So uh, I'm hoping that project's far enough along that that's that's in pretty good hands at this point. But who knows?
0: yeah, I think I think, you know, also they've learned a lot from just the whole Apple Watch experience. Like the Apple Watch launch series one, it wasn't for me, it wasn't nearly polished enough now. They really got their act together after they yeah. hit it with the four. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, they learned a lot about that whole customization, that fashion element mm-hmm. of how important it was for the watch. Because when you look at every other every other smartwatch, no one competes when it comes to just the a, a fashion sense. And, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. you can say, oh, it's just about swapping out bands. But right. that matters.
1: Yeah. I mean, and if, that matters. If, if you know th- if you know the traditional watch world, swapping out a band is no easy task. No, it usually involves no. special tools that people don't have. You know, so, yeah, the fact that I can change my watch band every day uh, and just for the fun of it is, is amazing. right? And, and yeah, it's, it's been a very lucrative business and a, and a good uh, way for Apple to get into these kinds of wearable markets. And, yeah, it, it's, it, it, people have said you know, it's it's not a, a smart watch market. It's an Apple watch market. Right? Basically, yep. everyone else, yep. there is nobody else that, like, even trying to compete with them at this point, really. Uh, and, and that's what I mean. Like They can dominate that kind of uh, an area. Area. and and with the watch to me that's that's only going to get better and better It's what apple does right their first version is kind of okay the first iphone was groundbreaking but it wasn't you know it wasn't the vision of what the phone could become mm-hmm. uh, and so every every iteration of new you know 3.0 4.0 5.0 is going to be better um, but yeah i think that's I, I don't know i'm i'm looking forward to seeing the, the next big thing come from apple whether it's this or the you know, I, know, I know they were trying to work on cars or whatever it is that they're working on, whatever that next big thing is, uh, I'm I'm excited about. It. That to me will be the, the testing ground because when the Apple Watch came out, that was the big thing for Tim Cook was it, it was a big yep. test. Can he yep. can he launch a product successfully? And everyone panned him for it and thought that you know how many stories do we get about the watch being a flop? And now it's like oh never mind.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> it, yeah, it took a, it took some time because once they had to redo what right away when they when I had the OS of the watch, I was like I do not like this. Thank goodness they're like okay, we're gonna change it up and watch OS three. I'm like thank you, you at right. least admitted. It wasn't done the right way because this is a totally different OS. Yeah. Now, I mean, it took four years or so, but damn, it's it's a it's it is like you said, one of my favorite products right now, without a doubt. Yeah.
1: And this year's version uh, is, that oh, is in beta, beta right now is going to be even better. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to continually get better. And I, I see the watch being one of those products that, like, you won't need an iPhone. It's just yep. like the phone where you needed yep. a Mac originally, now you don't. Like, yeah, in two years, you're, you're going to be able to have an Android phone and use your Apple Watch. I mean, uh, and that's obviously the goal.
0: They put all those hooks in the OS 6 already that they're just screaming out loud, we're going to make this independent, whether it's yeah. this year or it's fully baked by next year. It's going to happen, like you said, in the next two years. And yeah, going to me, is super exciting.
1: Yeah, it's totally and that's it's you got to read between the lines if you've gone to enough uh, WDC talks <laughs> like I have over yes. the years uh, they're always like well you know this uh, <laughs> this old way of communicating with your phone that's still around but uh, we, we highly strongly advise you to start uh, <laughs> to start thinking of your watch app as being independent of like that's their way of saying in two years this is gonna happen yeah yeah uh, you yeah, know it's as close as they get to telling you like just get on it right now um, and so yeah I, I definitely think that's gonna be exciting when that happens uh, it's gonna open up the market even further because I'm sure there are a lot of people who want to watch and maybe that aren't too excited by the google uh, wear stuff uh and would love to have an apple watch but they aren't willing to give up their android phone that makes perfect sense to me that's, that's uh, what i'm saying yeah exactly this so is, i mean that oh sorry go ahead no no, that market is just going to get bigger and bigger for apple i mean this is it's quite honestly
0: making the uh, apple watch completely independent from the phone this is just going for the jug- jugular on the watch market you know yep. there people are going to have their samsung phone and an apple watch and that's what they're going for and there are plenty of people that want that, but can't do that right now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So why not give it to him, right? I mean, they exactly. learned that lesson early on with iTunes for Windows and the iPod for <laughs> Windows. Uh, and Tim Cook, now that's that's where Tim Cook is, you know, uh, people will, will fault him for many things. But to me, that's where he's always he's always known how to follow the money. And like he knows how to get the product to be you know, a dominant force. And I don't think Apple could have gotten as big as it's gotten without him. So, I mean, I, I do think he's been an incredible CEO in that regard.
0: Okay. So thank you so much for your time, bro. you know what I wanted to kind of wrap things up with, um, because this is about Johnny Ive leaving Apple. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just going to kind of come off the top of your head. I'm thinking about it right now as I ask you. Um, but I'll give you a moment. If you could tell me your three favorite designed Apple products and they don't, doesn't mean they have to be a sales success at all. I'm just mm-hmm. kinda gonna throw it out to you because I know you're so in tune with this, you're probably like, okay, I already got one and two. Um, <laughs> name name three, and it doesn't have to be in the order of one, two, three, but maybe could you go off and say, Okay, here are three of my favorite Apple products that Johnny I've had a hand in.
1: Yeah. And you're talking about the product category itself or like a, a specific model?
0: Specific model, or yeah, okay. it could be any, it could be anything. It could be it could be the Apple battery case
1: if he was responsible for that. <laughs>
0: You can, you can see a theme here that I'm not very happy about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, definitely my number one has got to be the iPhone four. There's Ooh. something, Oh there's my some,
0: goodness. Great call. Something about that design. Yes. I mean the
1: 4s, obviously, okay, that was the speed bump. And so that's slightly better. So that's the one I would have at this point. But like, to me, that design is the ultimate iteration of iPhone. I cannot wait for the iPhone to get back to that sort of, uh, design. It'll come back around again. I'm convinced because, yeah. uh, my second product would probably be the, the current iPad. Um, And because it has that kind of iPhone 4 kind of feel to it. Uh, and there's just something about those squared off edges, uh, that are just so beautiful. And now that we've got the screen up to that, it's really immersive on the iPad in a way that it, it, even beyond where it is on the phone. Yeah. Uh, and then if I had to pick a third one, that's a really good question. I might go with my old wall street PowerBook. I mean, Woo! I love that thing. I still have it. It's, it was one of Johnny's uh, first big, um, you know, laptop experiments, so to speak. I know they did the G3 power book that was like lighting up on fire for a while. Uh, and then <laughs> they came up with the wall street and it, that thing just looked like Batman, man. That thing was just so amazing. It was all jet black, and yeah. uh, it had those really cool ports. You can pull, pull things out the side or swap out batteries for a DVD player. You can put in a, a spare battery because you needed it. Uh, I remember flying on a plane and needing two batteries just to be able to watch The Lord of the Rings on a plane. <laughs> um, Dude, those uh, are
0: – I mean that's, that is crazy to think like, hey, guys, remember Apple used to have rep- like swappable batteries yeah. just in case yeah. you <laughs>
1: forgot. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was possible back then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, that, those might be my top three. I mean there's so many, and there's I, so many totally great agree. products okay. over the years. Yeah, no, I, you? I,
0: that's the thing. I Even when you said those, I'm like, dang, th- like two of those are on my list too. But okay, okay. we're just going to go off the top. P- I don't know how controversial this is, but I absolutely loved the G4 Cube. Oh, there was yeah. something so just, I, I literally have one that just sits in the background of some of my videos. because I And it it was the precursor to the Mac Mini. Quite honestly, without the uh, G4 Cube, you may not necessarily have the iMac G4 with the swivel right. stand, because that was kind of bringing that desktop down there. I just love how it looks. It It's just beautiful to me. And it was not totally. a sales success. It was not a user success. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. I, but I really loved the design of it. And that totally. to me, that, that kind of also is representative of Steve Jobs and Johnny Ives saying like, hey, we're going to go with this design and this is our vision and we're just going to do it. And yeah. kind of live with the consequences. And that's fine. But I think that is one of my... Favorite product, just from a visual standpoint, I've got to go back also to the original iPod,
1: mm. the OG oh, yeah. iPod with like...
0: the scroll wheel, and oh man, you're a music guy too. Yeah, how was
1: that not <laughs> on my list? No, you're it, so right. I love that thing. Yeah,
0: right. That and I still have my original one. It's the damn thing still works and connects to iTunes and can still sync <laughs> music. But here's the awesome. thing: I, I go from like a FireWire four hundred to a firewire 400 to 800 converter and then a firewire 800 to I think it's a thunderbolt connector that's how okay. it that's how I have to get it to connect to a
1: Mac these days Wow, and I wonder what will happen in Catalina because they I got don't rid know of yeah. iTunes. So, but supposedly it should just show up in the Finder. and You should should still be able to sync, in theory.
0: I mean, I'll have to get an adapt because they won't have Thunderbolt anymore. It'll be basically what. Oh yeah, I guess if it's on a iMac, it will. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see if it'll still work like on these other products. But that would that would be definitely on my list. Again, you know, there you and I could probably say ten, but I'm just making it hard for us to say three. Okay, so <laughs> i original iPod the g4 cube and then i I think i'm gonna throw in macbook air just to mix it up even Mm. though i love some of yours, the macbook air that was fit in that manila envelope and was just like a blade even to this day i still think that design is beautiful
1: yeah i was there the day he announced that and pulled it out of the envelope i was like oh that's cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're like i just wet myself again yeah
1: yeah i wasn't there in person for the original iphone i'm still kicking myself i was there i
0: was there for that one actually oh that's I was amazing. working. I was working Mac World, and then we were in the um, Moscone. Was it Moscone? Yeah, it was in Moscone yeah. where he did mm-hmm. that, and um, that was crazy. I just, you know, even when I see the video, there's times where I kind of get like chills when he has to reiterate to people. He's like, "It's a phone. It's a music player, and it's a mobile <laughs> web browser." <laughs> like that's one of the greatest moments of salesmanship because everyone's like, "Okay," and then he's like, yeah. lays it out, and then everyone freaks
1: the fuck out. Like they, <laughs> yeah that has panoramic. to be the best keynote they've ever done yeah no yeah. question yeah it was a great yeah. one so yeah but oh uh, see here do you still have your iPod that's great yeah i got so mad at myself because every one of my first like my very first mac was an SE back in 1986 oh, yeah. and like yeah you know, my brother got sold that one or gave it to my girlfriend i have, I have that sitting one. on
0: my back shelf also right now
1: yeah, I, I've gotten another one since yes, then, but I don't yes. have my original one. Uh, I kept my Wall Street, which is great, but then I don't have uh, my first iPhone either. I, I sold that. I don't know why I didn't keep that. So finally, when the Apple Watch came out, I'm like, you know what? I'm holding on to my first Apple yeah, Watch. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I'm not letting myself sell it. Uh, so I do still have that one in a box somewhere. But yeah, I should have kept. I should have kept that iPod. Man, that thing was amazing.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny though the nostalgia because like you know at the time also when we're younger we're like, well if we're gonna get a new one we got to sell the old one to get the new one. Exactly. Right? That was the mentality because it's like, these things aren't cheap. cheap right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, these, exactly. these things are not cheap. And so, you know, I, I, I recall, I can't remember, but I believe the first iPod, and it was a lot for the time, was like $400. Yeah. Four it, might five, like
1: yeah it, was, it might have been more. Yeah. It might have been
0: five, even. And it was yeah. for four gigs of storage. Right. <laughs> Good Lord.
1: <laughs> Good Lord. Thousand songs in your pocket. Thousand that songs in your pocket. Yep. You, right. You'll
0: never forget that. Thousand songs in your pocket, Deck size of deck of cards. Got it. That's, yep. I'll remember that to this day. So, anyways, Joe, you know what? Thank you so much, buddy, for coming on the show and, you know, digging into this. You you got, you know, your knowledge and just your opinion, your thoughts. Like, I love them all. And you're always welcome to come back. Just great stuff, bro.
1: Yeah, always a pleasure, man. I'm happy to be on for you.
0: And then uh, just a reminder again where people can find your stuff.
1: Yeah, you can always find me on Twitter with my crazy name is J C I E P L I N S K I. Or you can find me at joc.design.
0: Excellent. All right, Joe. Well, hey, we'll do it again sometime. Thanks again. And uh, we'll see what Johnny Ive cooks up, man. The glasses that those are his fingerprints will still be on there, man. Yep. <laughs> All right. We'll talk soon. Yep. All right. Bye. See you. All right. So there you have it. Just a great interview with my buddy, Joe. You know, there's a couple things that we forgot that we just weren't able to talk about because we're just going back and forth. And sometimes you just don't want to force things in a conversation. But I thought they were worthy for you guys and gals to hear. We know that Johnny Ive is leaving to kind of co-lead his own independent design company. He's not retiring. He's not even leaving Apple completely. We'll, we'll see what extent he ends up being involved with Apple. But there's an interesting kind of story about the name of his design firm. So it's called Love From. Love From. He's putting the two words together, love and from. <laughs> it sounds kind of odd when you first hear it, but there's a story behind it. And this, the name of his company comes from a Steve Jobs quote that Ives himself kind of paraphrased in a Financial Times article that was just recently posted. So this is what Ives told them. He said, there was an employee meeting a number of years ago and Steve was talking. He said that one of the fundamental motivations was that when you make something with love and with care, even though you probably will never meet the people that you're making it for and you'll never shake their hand, by making something with care, you are expressing your gratitude to humanity, to the species. I so identified with that motivation and was so moved by his description, so my new company is called Love From. It succinctly speaks to why I do what I do. And Joe and I talked about that chemistry, that partnership, just that killer combo that will never be matched again between Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive. And so it obviously speaks to how close they were that I've would then use a quote that reminds him of jobs and that resonate with him to name his company. So they're very tied in together for just from all those years of the amazing stuff that they made. Now, the other little nugget that I wanted to bring up to you is that we know that Johnny Ive, you know, one of the greatest designers of our generation Joe in our conversation said he's in the pantheon, right? He is right up there. You know, also, let's—we didn't even talk about in our conversation how Ives designed Apple Park alongside with Steve Jobs. So it's kind of a legacy building for both of them. But we also have Thomas Edison, right? Usually thought of as the greatest inventor ever. We had the automatic telegraph from him, the phonograph, dude, the alkaline battery. Come on, crazy. So think about this. He was so productive that in his mind, quote, according to this article from Business Insider, a minor invention every 10 days and a big thing every six months or so. That was what Thomas Edison promised. So altogether, Edison had 2,332 patents to his name. But then according to Stephen Fry at The Telegraph, this, is, this article is all the way back in 2015, okay? Apple Chief Design Officer Johnny Ive has been way more prolific than Edison. Hold on to your butts, right? We got the iPhone, the iPad, the iPod, the new MacBook, all of that. Ive's number of patents to his name, at least as, as far back or recently as 2015, he has nearly 5,000 patents to his name. So Johnny Ive, Easily doubles Thomas Edison, one of the greatest inventors ever. That's just crazy. Uh, I know the patent system is different than I clearly now these days. Everyone is trying to get anything patented. It's an arms race, specifically amongst tech companies, right? You got to put that flag on the ground and say, you can't do this. I came up with it first. And if you do, I get the money. But still, Johnny, I've More than doubles, the greatest, arguably the greatest inventor ever, more than doubles patents to his name. That's just crazy. All right. I hope you enjoyed this conversation we had with Joe. We wanted to really jump on it because this is hot. Come on. This is big news. Johnny Ive leaving Apple, but we want to hear what you all think as well. Is this a good thing for Apple? Is it a bad thing for Apple? Do you even care? Were there any specific products Let's just, if you want to call in, name me one product that really resonated with you. It doesn't even have to be the best. Just one that really stood out to you from Johnny Ive. I'd love to hear about it because this man is legend. This dude is legendary. And uh, he, you know, at the same time, he should want to do some other things because the iPhone's basically kind of been the same. So if you want to check in with us, leave a voicemail, be a part of the show, you know the number. There is no number. You use your voice memo app, record the message, and then send it to AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z. Love to hear from you. Be a part of the show. You make it what it is. And also, before we wrap up, hey, thank you so much to all of the Platinum Apple Patreon supporters at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, and Calvin Fatikar. You can also help support this show. Give it that five-star review on iTunes. Leave a comment, review about the show. That also helps as well. I'm just really trying to give you guys and gals more value. I'm so grateful for all of you Patreon supporters because you're allowing me to still stay in the game. Still got a ways to go, but you know what? I'm going to keep on chugging away because this is just fun. And uh, again, I can say nothing but thanks. So that's going to do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed this real, legit bonus episode. Johnny Ive leaving Apple, but he's still going to be around. We'll see how it all plays out. All right. Take care, everybody. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.